0: Seder. Okay, this is the uh, third year of Mestil Shisharim, uh, as we did the introduction first week, Perik Aleph last week, and now we're going to do, I know I said we do a Perik a week, but Perik is if you have the Safer, Perik Bays is very short. So today we'll do Perik Bays and Perik Gimel. Again, if you remember, we talked about um, how we're supposed to use the Safer introduction and, and the first chapter basically kind of defining what's good versus bad and that we have to define our goals in life, um, and that, you know we can't prove ourselves if we don't know where we're shooting, if we don't know what map we're using, if we don't want, if we don't know what ladder to climb up, right? All the all the examples that we gave before, um, uh, and we said that everything is you know nothing in life is neutral; everything is either positive or negative, right? Depending on uh, certain situations and certain circumstances, and the Torah is what defines good versus evil. Um, and that was again that's I, in a one minute. That's the uh, that's the first chapter. Um, again, we said that he's going to use the Torah to define the ladder. And then we're just going to go up the rungs of the ladder. All these uh, attributes that we're going to use to acquire like the right and proper derech in life. So the first thing we're going to do, if you're in Perig Beis, right, he sees the bior midas heroes explaining now as it translates in English, the virtue of vigilance. Now I don't know what that means. I don't know what the virtue of vigilance is. I don't know what vigilance is. When I see the word vigilance. I think of batman because he's a vigilante and that's what i think of so i don't know what vigilance means but what the means is like being careful it's like being uh thoughtful analyzing uh being measured contemplative you get the idea right not just going through life right without thinking about life but analyzing and being careful about life so again like i said i'm not going to read the text necessarily because i think it's going to bog down the zoom type uh, shear, but I will just to, just to kick us off. What's inyan has hero. What does it mean to be? Let's say we'll use analytical as uh, the translation, or careful or thoughtful. That a person has to be careful both, and he says two things, and this is very important. Both in their actions and in, your, in their inyanav and in, the, in their drachav in, in their ways, and that's two different things. The first thing, obviously, as you can imagine, is you have to analyze your actions, right? Whether your actions are positive or negative. The second thing, and this is often more important, is the general direction of your life. And I would argue that that requires almost more analysis because the first is easily quantified. If the the steak is kosher or trafe, very easily quantified. The second is a much more general kind of, am I doing these things that will lead me down in the right direction? And that requires more effort because it's not always so clear. Um, You know, again, where where you live, where you choose to live, where you choose to make a livelihood, where your friends are, right? If we're going to define good as bringing you close to Akash Baruch Hu and defining bad as bringing you away from Akash Baruch Hu, right? So it's equally important to analyze your actions and also the overall arc, right, of of your story. Um, and he says over here, just to try and uh, kind of do, to cut to the chase, right? So he says, just, uh, da, 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 and if a person does, La if a person doesn't do that, so you run the risk of, to get sound dramatic, you run the risk of losing your soul. Now, this is not meant to scare you, right? But, uh, you know, if you, listen, if you wander throughout town without a map, you can very easily get lost. And right? if your goal is to get lost and just enjoy yourself, so that's fine. But if your goal is to get to a destination and. You don't know where you're going, so you're going to get lost, right? Without this is the Hebrews, without analyzing your actions and your and your ways, so a person going to be, is you're just walking blind throughout the world, um, and you probably probably won't stumble upon where you're headed. Uh, he says in the second paragraph over here. If, again, if you're uh, in the green book over here on Duff uh, Yuddalad on page fourteen, he says that that Akash who built into human and animal instinct the nature to flee or I guess built into animal, animal nature, the instinct to flee, right? It's something, you know, have you ever seen these wildlife documentaries? So as soon as you follow the lion for like 20 minutes and the deer picks his head up, it's like, ah, oh, lion, and he starts running away. So animals have this instinct. Humans have this instinct also, except that our instinct is much more forward in our mind in the physical sense, right? We have this instinct spiritually also, but it's, it's much duller, it's not as present. And we have to work on making it more present uh, in our in our minds right again if, if you ignore this spiritual instinct to survive so he says over here again you're, you're like a, again he says you're a blind person again um you're just like an animal right you don't really you're, you're using the physical right instinct to survive but not the spiritual right he's like a blind man just walking on the banks of a river right he could fall in right he's in he's in great grave danger that's the language and he says this is exactly what your mio uh, well, not exactly, but he, that's, he starts the third pack over here, but, but he says that basically what people don't do, unfortunately, is take the time uh, to analyze and think. And most people, unfortunately, just willfully ignore uh, all of the quote-unquote warning signs or all of the thoughts that may go uh, in their head. And That's what your Meo was telling to the generation of, the, uh, he lived in the time of the Khurban, when the, the Beis Amitash was destroyed. He was telling all the people, listen, you're doing these such and such sins it says in the torah if you do such and such sins you will get exiled the you will get destroyed you will have a god forbid a holocaust you will have a destruction uh if you do these these sins then that's what's going to happen and no one paid attention to it right he quotes a couple of psukim over here he says it's basically people lived life like a horse charging headlong into into battle as just to use the words in the translation right that people run after this is a key line which we're, we're going to harp on for a minute <speaking in Hebrew> that basically they're running with the with the speed of their hair Her, girl anybody know what hair is hair is something that you are used to is your habits is your your uh, uh the, the way you're just commonly used to living basically so many people Right? It, this might be literally the biggest thing I could teach you. If, if I teach you one thing, right, in, in all the years of Sam and all these jurim and all this stuff, it, if it's to th- throw out the anchor and in the middle of the river of life, and to throw out the anchor and be like, where is this thing going? If that's what I teach you, then it'll be enough. I mean, that's what Ramchal says. I mean, and we have to be able to have the wherewithal to be like, listen, what's the deal? And to be analytical. Now, we're going to talk about how to be analytical and how often you have to be analytical in a minute. But just to have that concept of that not running through life because everyone else is doing it, everyone else is going to this college, everyone else is going to this party, everyone else is going to, you know, getting this type of job, just to think and analyze your own life. For some people, XYZ job is great. For some people, X Y Z job is terrible, right? If you're going to do that because your friend is doing it, so that's not a good reason. Right? You should think about what you're, the choices that you're making in your own life, whether it's good or positive or negative, right? Based on the things that we've been discussing, right? What what brings you closer to Hashem, and what brings you farther away? And unfortunately, it's not it's not only us, right, who have this disconnect between our actions. And the result of our actions right you know, whose generation was uh you know certainly guilty of this we have uh very big people who, who have you know do terrible things uh we hear about these great people there's a guy who just uh you know it's a, just a terrible story all around Right? the guy who founded zaka you guys know who zaka is you guys zaka is a is a hot type uh, organization that Goes and assists whenever there's any disasters or something like that. It helps with it. Does tremendous amount of chesed. So the so the guy who created that amazing organization was a pedophile, and you're just like you, it doesn't all, it doesn't compute. It's like people don't believe it, not because they don't believe it, but just like how what what how does that work? And I mean the reason it's popping into my head because he 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 died last week. I mean he had committed suicide, he tried to commit suicide. He was in the hospital, whatever. And long story short. People do these terrible things. You think this guy wasn't doing other nice things? I'm sure he was, but he was obviously a terrible person. There's a disconnect very often, right? How You always like, how in the world does some per- person do this? Says Ramchal. That's what Yiramea was yelling at the They weren't connecting their actions to what it says in the Torah. Right? They were like a horse running, running into battle. So we are propelled right? According to what we are become accustomed to. We are propelled we live life based on what our, where our habits are dictating. That's what drags us along. So it's crucial to analyze your habits, right? Not only your actions, right? As we'll talk about actions and and your, the way that you're living your life, but your habits also will be a very good indicator as to whether the way you're living your life is positive or, uh, or negative. and and again just to give examples because we're going to get to it in a second a little bit deeper is it healthy for you to be on the phone half an hour before bed is it healthy to be on the phone half an hour when you get up in the morning what type again it's even if it's neutral things that you're looking at is it a positive habit that you're building is it a negative habit the habit that you're building uh giving yourself that dopamine hit is it good is it bad sometimes you need it sometimes listen sometimes there's a very legitimate you know I need to detox from my day, just sit and stare at hopefully positive things on the phone. That can be a very legitimate thing. That can be, I had a very difficult day, a very stressful day. All I want to sit on this couch and scroll through highlights of bunnies running around the field. I don't know, whatever. That can be very legitimate. But you should analyze that. You should think about it. And you You should, you know, as everything else that you do. If the habits are healthy reinforce them if they're not then we we themselves wean yourselves off it so now if again if you're following with with the books on page chest of ulam he says one and this i'm going to paraphrase because it's super crucial that you get this down he says one of the ways that the Sahara gets us is to keep us busy to keep us always busy so that people don't have the time or the brain power, the mental capacity to sit for a few minutes and analyze their actions. Right? He said that's because the Eitzar knows that that's how it works. That if you do that, you'll be great. You'll 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 take off. That your life will be amazing. So he tries to cut that off beforehand and make you so busy that you don't have time for it. And this is really where we're going to harp on on the phones for a second. Just not you know be, not because I like ripping on the phones, but the, fi- the Itzahara has finally figured out a way to make us busy twenty four seven literally 24-7, right? If a person says, says to Ramchal, if a person would just have a few minutes to stop and think about their actions, not analyze their phone usage, I meant their other actions, right? We're busy, screen time, seven, eight hours a day. How, how often are we on our phones? And, and that time could be used to analyze and think about the rest of the day. I'm not, I'm not talking about analyzing screen time. I'm talking about analyzing all the other actions. This is the crazy most of the phones, right? When a person's busy, they can't think or they don't think. Right? and they when they have time to contemplate right they can analyze their ways and then they can fix the ways. so three three eights us. i want to give three eights just quickly and then we'll get back to the text three eights us with for the phones now i realize the phone thing is hard and i apologize for harping on the phones but it's just an easy example to when he says here that the eats of gets us to be busy all the time the first thing i think of is is, is bumming around on the phone so three ATSAs to try and reduce your phone usage a little bit if you decide that your you know screen time is is negative if it's positive or it's fine you think it's fine so then fine you don't have to do this but if you think it's negative and it's difficult to wean yourself off three eights first of all you play a game anybody get a screen time report on Sunday I do so anytime your screen time report is down even one percent so treat yourself to ice cream or whatever now sometimes it'll be up sometimes it'll be down but I guarantee in six months if you're paying attention it'll be down at least half an hour try it can't hurt worst case you'll just get yourself some ice cream number two uh, second ASA is anytime you would naturally pull out your phone Let's say you're waiting for a bus I don't know whatever so pick one of the day at times where you would naturally whip out your phone and just chill with it and don't do it and think instead of uh, think instead of scrolling through whatever anytime you know most people in the day have times where you know you're gonna be waiting for five minutes whatever if you get you know I'm thinking of older old man examples like going to the bank (laughs) or standing in line at the supermarket but you can come up with better examples okay you definitely can think of something where you're gonna okay I'm gonna be waiting for five minutes so instead of pulling out your phone sit and think that's one idea and the third one is you're not gonna be able to see this on the recording but I'm gonna show it up to the screen this is I don't know if it's gonna come clear This is a great widget. Anybody see this widget? Is it clear? No, it's not so clear. Maybe it is now. Okay, this widget is on the first screen of my phone. Whenever I open my phone, I see this widget. It is the screen time widget and it takes up my entire screen pretty much. Every time, now it says 21 seconds because it just hit midnight and I haven't used the phone since, but every time I open my phone, I see how long I've spent on it. So again, is that gonna make you not use it? I don't know, but at least it'll put it in your head that, oh my gosh, I'm spending eight and a half hours of my day on my phone, and that and that will hopefully you know cause you to want to figure out ways to, to, to reduce it. Okay. Now, so back to the text. Now, the Ramchal says, this is similar to what Paro said to Moshe Rabbeinu. Moshe Rabbeinu came the first time. If you look at Parshash Shmos, Moshe comes to Paro and says, let my people go, famously. And Paro says, I don't want the Jews thinking, even thinking about getting out of Egypt, increase their workload. Make them work even more so they don't even have time to think and contemplate leaving. And that's exactly what we're talking about. That that's what the Eitzahara does. And the Eitzahara, he says over here, if you look in uh, if you're on page 12, the uh, fourth paragraph, the Eitzahara is Ish Milchama. he is a warrior, right? Malumad bar mimus. He is uh, educated in slyness and and being a, a I don't know, I don't know, shady and, and scammy and whatever. If you have sharlimadly and you cannot run away from him. The only thing you can do is through great effort and three, a great uh, chachma, et etc., etc. Right? Calls a couple of from Mishlei because Shlomo Melech like knew all this stuff, right? Is it run away as if just like you're a deer from the hunter. Okay, fine. Upashadu. Right? And it's obvious, says the Ramchal, just to finish up, finishing up Peric Bez, Like I said, Perik Beyz is short, and we'll go to Perik Gimel. It's obvious that if you put in the effort, right? So then we get sat right? If a person would struggle in this battle by themselves, so they would have no chance. But Hashem sees a person trying, and, and it says, uh, right, if a Baruch didn't help him, we would fail, but it says, uh, it says Ramchal, that we do get Akash Baruch who help. Right? Hashem will help him, save him from the Yitzhara, but we have to put in the effort. Right? We have to put in the effort, we have to put out uh, the the first step. Um, and, and and it has to be us. Meaning, no one else is going to do it for us. Uh, right? It may not, it may not need mealy, Right, he, he ends off with, uh, if no one else is going to do it for for me, right? Uh, no one else is going to do it for me. Meaning, this is not something you can do. You can offload. This is not something you can ask, get someone else to say, a "Quick, tell them for you," right? And uh, and whatever. No, this is something you. This is the work you have to do yourself, right? Yeah, there's a I don't know, well-known Gemara, but amongst the boys, it's well-known because it's like a crazy Gemara. But there's a Gemara and a Daf that's about someone named Rabbi Elozer ben Dudaya. Now, this guy was not a Rav. In fact, the Gemara says about this guy that there was no prostitute in the world who he had not visited. That's what the Gemara says. So, as you can imagine, that gets a guy's attention immediately. But that's the Gemara says. Now, why would you call him Rabbi Elizabeth Bet Why, he's not a rabbi, he's a bum. So, Gemara says, well, cutting you short, but basically he went to someone he, he had not visited yet, brought a ton of money, and she made some sort of comment, just kidding, leaving out the details. She made some sort of comment, well, listen i guess you're you're never gonna have any redemptive qualities whatsoever uh you know you're not gonna you know you're not gonna go Mahabha, et cetera, etc etc she basically gave him mustard she just commented on something that happened and uh said well i guess you're you're toast and it had a real impact on him and basically the gemara why am i bringing this because the gemara delineates that the river went around to all of the natural things in the world the mountains the skies the seas the rivers uh, son of the Moon, etc., and said, Please, Dabba for me, help me, help me, help me. Nobody would help him. And finally, the line, the end of the Gemara says, Rabbi Elizabeth Bedudaya put his legs between his, between his, meaning put his head between his knees, right? He sat down, started crying, and he said, Apparently, he got the point, he understood that it's only dependent upon me. What the Gemara says, he cried so hard that he died, and the Baskal came out and said, He was Zokhat Olam Anyway, there's a, a ton of things to say about that Gemara, but the one thing I want to point out is it's only dependent on you. No one else is doing this work for you. So, if you put in the work, great. If you don't put in the work, it's just not going to happen. Okay, that's Perek Now Bibir Gemara. Now, the elements of vigilance, <laughs> translated as, but the elements, meaning what does it mean? How do you go about being careful and being analytical uh, of your life? So there are two things. First of all, a person we have to, as we pointed out, you have to know what's good and evil. you right? you have to know what's positive, what's negative. You have you have to have your map. That's the That's the Torah. Okay, that we saw. Second thing you have to do: you have to analyze two things, as we mentioned. You have to analyze your actions, and you have to analyze your ways. Now, the actions are much more clear cut than your ways, as we pointed out, than your derech, than uh, the, the general direction of your life, right? The actions are, are, are much more clear-cut, again, the steak kosher or not, but the other stuff, right? Neutral actions very often will depend on context, right? Should you go swimming? Well, if you're rehabbing a knee injury, so then that's shmir so saguf, fushmartam is not sure et so then that's positive. If you go swimming instead of going, coming to the shear, uh, so that's less positive. If it's mixed swimming, that's even, less positive so again you get the idea meaning the actions are not necessarily positive or negative it all depends on the context and that's something that we have to that we have to analyze i'm going a little bit faster just because i want to make sure to get uh, to the end by uh we'll, we'll get we'll get there but he basically says over here again if you're on page am daf, daf yud there are two times when a person has to analyze their actions and their ways of their life well let's so start with the actions first of all bishas maysa when you're going through the action Right? You should always be careful and think about what you 're doing don 't jump off the bridge if everyone else is doing it right? We do that with our physical well being right we you wouldn 't get into a car after a party if the driver had a couple shots so same thing you should make that call with your spiritual self as well right if you have some something that you can think about if you 're able to slow yourself down and think, is it this a good idea. So that's, uh, that's obviously important to do, and you might, uh, that's chesh, very khashev to do. But also, shalom b'shas mayseh. That is not when you're in the middle of the action, it's, it's afterwards or another time, right? This is less commonly done, and this is what people talk about as cheshbon nefesh. Right? To sit and think and analyze and look back, right? Very often, right, most of us do that on Yom Kippur, in the middle of the ilah, two minutes before they blow shofar, and that's about it. Right? <laughs> that's about it. Most of us do not do it more than, often than that. Says Ramchal, we'll get there in a second, but how often do you have to do it? Basically, you have to do it every single day. That's says Ramchal, that's the best time to do it. Person take, we'll talk about that a little bit more in a second, but person, basically a person should take overall stock of your actions right, and make sure that your actions are positive and, and taking you down the right direction. Says Ramchal, in addition... A person he quotes a, a, a gemara over here right a fascinating gemara and also it's not actually uh related we're not going to talk about the actual gemara itself the gemara debates whether it was better or worse for man to have been created fascinating gemara but again we want the last line of the gemara which he's quoting over here now that a person is created the gemara ends and says well now that you're created you might as well yefashpesh b'masov or y'mashmesh bamasov. That you should either your, your actions or your, your actions. And it's not a machlokes as to whether it's a pay or a mem, even though those look similar. Those are two different types of analysis. Um, that uh, basically, the first one is analyzing your actions on an overall scale. Meaning, if you did 100 actions today, you look back and see if any of them were mistakes. right? If you ate 20 times today, so how many times did you make a bracha? How many times is the bracha good? How many times is the bracha lousy? How many times did you miss the bracha to, altogether? That's the first one. That's what's called pish push. That's push I don't even know how to translate it. He you translate it over here, it's not very good. So that's the first way. The second way is to analyze the positive actions to see if they were 100% good. Now, this is getting a little bit intense, but again, if you're doing cheshbon and nefesh, you might as well do it the whole way. Let's say, great, you made a bracha. Was that 100% kavana, or were you being a little fake because you know your friend in the car, right? You wanted to impress her because you know look how from you are, or you, know, you saw whatever, it, whatever. You know what I'm saying? Right, Ram Khal here gives the example of you wearing a suit. Good, the suit fits, excellent. But now check out the material. Is the material good material? Is it going to last? So again, that's that's a more of a boys, but it applies for girls as well, right? You have a nice, you know, a nice dress for the wedding. Is the material good? Is it going to last? Are you going to look good when you take pictures, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So those are two types of analysis, right? Again, whether the actions that you did were good or bad, and once you find that the the, the actions were good, were there any other, uh, you know, kind of influences within the positive action that could be fixed? Meaning a person goes to a shear, but you're not really going to hear the shear. You're going to catch some guy, it's a mixed shear, and you're hoping to catch some guy there see, you know, catch his eye or something. You're having guests on Shabbos, or, 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 very good, but the conversation quickly turns to politics, TikTok, whatever it is. So, uh, again, positive and negative, right? So again, we uh, there are two types of analysis. Okay, Kilolol Sheldavr say, says that uh, Klala Dover on page Yudches, if you're kind of paying attention uh, with the text, um, Person should uh, not only uh, root, try to root out sin, but also, bad. again, he mentions the habits thing again, that a person should also try and root out bad habits. But again, as we've been discussing, uh, not only for the things that are literally us sir, but also the negative, uh, the negative habits. Now, in economy, you're correct that this is a lot of work, and this is intense. But as I said, if you're going to stop and you're going to take five minutes at the end of your day, you might as well do it for real. Uh, now, says the call, how often do you have to do this analysis? So the Ramchal says, fascinating, great parallel. And we just, there was just a story about this. So it really comes out very good. He says, how often do merchants or sellers or whatever go over their books? If you ever go to the supermarket, right? Whenever a cashier cleans out the supermarket, right? Takes, let's say she worked for three hours, right? Four hours. Whenever cashier stops their shift, they take an hour break, whatever it is, they close the register, right? And they check and make sure all the money is in order love deal if anybody's ever been in a casino at a poker table whenever you switch dealers every half an hour there's a quick accounting of all the chips all the money all the stuff takes the thing with him every half an hour right cashier every three hours right there was a, just a story which i mentioned a second ago a guy got paid for whatever i don't know how this even makes the news but a guy, some guy in europe got paid like 300 times his salary and basically ran off with the money and nobody can find him can you imagine if the company did not check their books check their books once a year Right, on Yom Kippur, for example, Right, to just to bring the parallel over, if you can imagine that the company checked their books once a year and they pay this guy 300 times the salary for an entire year, <laughs> Like that's obviously a disaster. So that's what we have to be doing. It shouldn't be anything less for our own spirituality. Yet, yeah, unfortunately, we do only do it once or even less, Right, maybe some of us do it not at all so says so it really has to be every single day and it doesn't have to be a long time it could be two minutes before you go to bed it doesn't have to be a 25 half an hour it doesn't have to be a long session right but to take to kind of take stock of what you're doing is very crucial um and says Khal you can, it's actually this week's Parsha, which we'll talk about on Thursday. Uh, we read it two days ago, you guys will read it this week. Right, Parsha yeah. Chukas. The Moshe, uh, again, the, the, it's ironically, the, the background to this Pazek is not really so crucial. Basically, Moshe and B'nai Israel destroy uh, the kingdom of Sihon. Um And the Pazek says, Al-Kin Yomru Bo Cheshbon. If you're reading it following along in the text, it's the last paragraph on page Yud that the people with uh, who are giving a mashal, giving a parable, say, "Right, come to Cheshbon. Now, that's not what he ha- he, he he gets a little chassidish-ish and kind of explains the puzzle. It doesn't forget the context whatsoever. But the word mushlim means someone who's also doesn't mean only someone who says a parable. To be moshel, to be uh, to be moshel over something means to rule over something. Someone who is in charge of something. Someone who has conquered something. So only the people who have conquered, says I'm just paraphrasing, are able to cheshbon, take a cheshbon nefesh. Only people who have dragged themselves out of the clutches of the Yitzhahara, who have conquered themselves, uh, conquered the Yitzhahara, right? And uh, only they can take a full proper, uh, you know, accounting, a cheshbon nefesh. Now, what he doesn't mean, he doesn't mean that all of us who don't really conquer our Yitzhahara, should not do Cheshbana Nefesh. That's not what he means. He means that only if you have started to take this step of trying to extract yourself from the Yitzhahara, right? It, then you start taking Cheshbana Nefesh. Meaning it, it's almost coincidental, but basically what he says is that if a person is going to start fighting the Sahara, that's how they do it. Right? That's how they kind of pull themselves out. Now, someone who is still in the clutches of the Yitzhahara, uh he doesn't see the truth. Right? He is basically, as he says, a blind person walking... Uh, you know, in the middle of the street, on the banks of a river, etc. Right. So then, you can't necessarily take cheshmer and nefesh because you don't know what you're looking for. Right. Again, like as, like we said, started with right. If you know what your map is, if you know what your ladder is, if you know what the goal is, so then you can start stay, taking cheshmer and nefesh. Already, those people, all of us who have started learning C Sharon, we are all already part. Obviously, we're not there yet, but we have begun the process of extricating ourselves, to use a fancy word, to. To, oh, to rule over the Yitzharah. So that's only those people are able to take a and Nefesh. Because let's say if you didn't know where you were going and you decided to take a and Nefesh, so it's, it's worthless, right? It doesn't help at all, right? You have no idea what, what you should be doing. Uh, so that's what he says. Now, and just to finish, okay, so, and then he launches in to basically, uh, I guess, is what is one of the more well-known parts of the Messias Yisharim. He says that a person who walks, again, who does not have the proper mindset. It's as if he's walking at night. He's like a blind person walking in this world. This world, he says, is nighttime. Kena holam That the physicality, the physical aspect of this world is like nighttime. It is like a darkness. And that is, makes it difficult for us to see our way and he says that darkness causes a person to make two mistakes either you don't see what's in front of you right Uh, or you mistake one thing right for another right the first one right if if you you don't see what's in front of you right you run the red light you don't see the car coming from the other side you uh for to use a Canada example you walk into thin ice but you don't see the the sign that says thin ice I don't know. There's no ice in New York, really. Anyway, whatever. So you don't see the thin ice. You don't see what's going on because it's dark. The second mistake is is worse in that the people that think that something is bad is actually good, right? To use an example, when you're walking at night, you see a lamppost and you think it's a person. That's a bad example, but when you're looking, when you're walking in, in this physical world, right, the physicality of the lamhazeh makes people think. What they're doing is good, but it's actually bad. So people don't realize that they're heading the wrong direction. So bad ha- actions turn into bad habits, not because they don't see what's going on, because they think it's positive. That's rationalization. That's person who rationalizes. Only a person who's able to take themselves out of that, someone who is able to escape from the addiction, and it is an addiction, right? Some of these bad habits are addicting. Right? It's not drugs. We're not talking about drugs. We're talking about just bad habits, right? Someone who can remove those habits, right? If you- Once you've gotten rid of those addictions, then you can help help yourself, and you can you help guide others. And this is what the Ramchal gets to. Also, a very, very well-known uh, part of the Mashiach Shisharim, is that this world is like running through uh, a garden maze. For the Harry Potter fans out there, try Wizard Tournament. Okay, that's basically, if you know what that is, a big maze of hedges. You've no idea how to get to the middle. The goal is to get to the middle. There's an objective way to get out of the maze. But you, if you're running it through it for the first time, which all of us are, right, so you can't see the way out. So only someone who has done it already, only someone who has the vantage point, who's looking down on the maze, someone who has accomplished it already, so then they can help you. So he says right, to find someone that has done it already, someone who has done it in this life, someone who you trust, someone you can schmooze with, right, to help you navigate through the maze. Right? If you don't, if you just kind of walk around on your own, so then you can stay lost. Right? The challenge is, though, is to listen to that person, because we all think that we know better. Right? A person tells you, uh, you know, that, that guy is not a good idea for you, or that girl is not a good idea for you, or that college is not a good idea for you. So you can, you're can you welcome to analyze that and think about that on your own. But, you know, very often the people who have been there and seen all the examples, sometimes they know better. Not always, definitely not always, but sometimes, sometimes they know what they're talking about. So the challenge is to listen to those people. And those are the people who have been mushal in the yitzhara. Those are the people who have gained more, let's say, rulership over their own Yetsuhara than we have right all of us need a rebbe all of us need a teacher all of us need a role model that we can kind of ask for advice at certain times those people know how to navigate so basically what does the ramchal say that the way to navigate uh, is through this Cheshbon and Nefesh. He says there really is is no other way so this kill the, the the basically to sum up right, uh, so just uh, before we get to that, the eights of the advice that you're going to get from all the people who have been through the maze already is Bo is take a Cheshbon and take an accounting of your actions, because they already tried it, and this says the Ramchal, This is the only way. This is the only way to fight against your bad habits, And the Itzahara, who's trying to make you busy all the time, is to stop and think and throw out the anchor and just say, hey, where is this thing going? It doesn't have to be more than a minute or two a day. Most of us have that time built into our day already, whether it's before you go to bed or whether you're waiting on for the bus or whatever it is. But this is an important thing. Some people like to write it down. Uh, but to think about, you know, uh, very often life is fast. And it, it, you're not always able to think about your life, Bishas Misa, when you're going through the actions. And you, but if you're able to kind of contemplate after the fact, right, if you have a sp- set time, let's say, I don't know, 11 o'clock, 12 o'clock, whatever it is. Right, five minutes before you go to bed, two minutes before you go to bed, a little journal, a little diary, just run down a couple of things. If you get three, four, five points of things, always do positive and negative. Don't just be negative. That's that's a bad, also, also trap the Zahara, get you to be too negative and you'd be depressed. So if you list off five things you did great today, and then maybe a couple of things you did negative, so that's already a very wonderful start. That's already a, a tremendous, tremendous uh, way to have a Chesh B'nai Nevesh. And you'll see that your life is instantly transformed. This is not something that will affect you in six months. The second you start doing this every single day, and do it every day, if you can, if you miss a day, it's also okay. But the second you start doing this every day, you will see instant results. You'll And you won't realize it until you, you hit it. Like, let's say, that just use the bracha's example. If you say 8, 20 times, how many times do you make a bracha? 18, great. 16, great. 12, less, great. The next, so If you do that for a week, you'll start pausing before you eat for a millisecond and then you'll remind yourself you remember to make a bracha right and then once you have that then you can start analyzing the brachos was it a good bracha did i say all the words right Did I have the proper kavana again stages by step by step but if a person spends literally a minute or two just writing down a couple things they did that was great and a couple things that need to be improved on that's what we're talking about that's the first stage uh in climbing the ladder over here um and next week we're going to talk about uh, acquiring this method uh i'm not sure perigdala uh, yeah perigdala we're just going to do perigdala that's pretty long so we will just do that for another next week um and then we'll uh and we'll go further from there all right everybody it's been real adios great to see everybody see him on thursday for parja my pleasure see you guys